My family's been sick. I'll get it. I promise you. I promise I'll get it. You know the law. Everybody has to get the mark. Either you're with us or you're against us. I'll get it. I promise. I'm going right away. I swear. I'll get it. I promise. I've been busy. I'm going right now. Let go of me. Let go right now. I'll get it. Lord Jesus, you've opened blind eyes to see. Now I pray that you would close them so they might be blind. Now let's keep on going. Things have been broken and we've got more important things to do today. We have to do something soon. We're all gonna starve to death, especially the baby. We maybe we should just take the mark. Everyone else is. It can't be so bad. We can't go on like this. No, don't even talk like that. Look, I'm sorry, but you know that taking the mark is an instant death sentence, an eternal one. No, somehow, some way, I'll find us that food. Air raid sirens, helicopters, people in hiding, guards, security agents, detectors for a mark, an identification mark. What is this all about? What you've just seen is not some episode of the Twilight Zone or, or the X-Files, but from the pages of Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy reminds me of what is called the doomsday clock. Atomic scientists, when the first atomic bomb was invented, uh, atomic scientists put together and fashioned what is called the doomsday clock. Depending upon geopolitical situations in our world, the hands of that clock move either closer or further away from the midnight hour. Armageddon in our world. I want you to know that God also has a clock. I want you to know that it's God's prophetic countdown to the midnight hour. But His clock never goes backwards. His clock constantly goes forward. Each and every day, every moment, uh, each step we take, we're getting that much closer to the midnight hour. Because we're a midnight generation. How close are we to God's midnight hour? For almost 2,000 years, do you realize that since Jesus Christ, over the last 2,000 years, prophetic fulfillment has been pretty much zero? until our generation. Our generation has witnessed more Bible prophecy coming true than all of the generations which have lived and died since Jesus Christ. The Bible gives seven, seven powerful prophetic signs identifying the generation which will witness the second coming of Jesus Christ. 
Matthew chapter 24, verse 33, Jesus said, when you see all these things, know that it's near at the doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Let me right now reveal to you seven signs. A last day's generation, a midnight generation, is experiencing as we present the midnight cry. Jesus said this as we come to sign number one. Israel reborn. Jerusalem regained. Who has heard or seen anything, the Bible says, as strange as this? For in one day, suddenly, a nation, Israel, shall be born. Think of it. For almost 2,000 years, Israel as a people, the Jews, did not have a homeland. They did not have a place that they could call their nation. In ancient times, there was no concept of a nation being born in just one day. Nations like France, Germany, England have evolved, developed over time. But on May the 15th, 1948, the ancient prophecies were directly and specifically fulfilled in detail as nation, the nation of Israel was reborn in one day. And though Israel became a nation, she did not, she did not have control of the city of Jerusalem. Many aren't aware of that. Yet Jesus had given this prophecy. Jesus said, very clearly in Luke 21, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem will be trodden down. Of the, who? The Gentiles. Until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. On June the 7th, 1967, Jesus' prophecy was literally fulfilled to the letter. Israel had control of Jerusalem for the first time in more than 2,500 years. And it's all happening in what generation? Our generation. The times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled in the mind of God. We are living on borrowed time. Sign number two. Sign number two, technological advancement. Sign number two, the Bible says, but Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal it up. So it will not be understood until the end times. When travel and education shall be vastly increased. Bible prophecy reveals the end times will be marked by advanced transportation and knowledge. Think of it. In my grandfather's lifetime, he saw man travel by horse and buggy to walking on the moon all in one generation. Man traveling 12 times faster than the speed of a 22 caliber bullet as our astronauts rocketed to the moon. Think of it. And today, when it comes to knowledge, the total level of human knowledge today doubles, doubles every 13 months. Yet IBM tells us, due to the build-out of the coming Internet of Things, Total cumulative knowledge will double every 12 hours. Prophecy 
being fulfilled before us. The explosion of technological advancement in our generation reminds us that we're a midnight generation, a terminal generation. Sign number three, war. The Bible says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. In all of recorded history, the world has suffered 13 years of war for every single year of peace. But since 1945, how many wars have been fought in the last 70 years? 300 wars without, without one single year of peace somewhere in the world. In the last 100 years, over 150 million people have been, been directly or indirectly killed because of war. More people have died in our generation due to war than all recorded human history. What does it all add up to? An Armageddon generation. A midnight generation. No peace will come until he who is called the Prince of Peace, King of Kings, and Lord of Lords comes and steps foot on the Mount of Olives and declares, I'm in charge now. Hallelujah. Sign number four that we're a midnight generation. A moral meltdown. Jesus said in Luke 17, As it was in the days of Noah, and as it was in the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man shall be revealed. Jesus said He would come again when the times, the times were just like Noah's times. A generation marked by violence. The shedding of innocent blood. I'm convinced that we are that generation. A, a generation where violent crime takes place every 26 seconds. Assault takes place every 41 seconds. Rape takes place every 6 minutes. Murder takes place every 35 minutes. And that's just in our country. Since 1960, there has been a 560% increase in violent crime. We are the generation that's witnessing bizarre, random killings, workplace killings, sh uh, shopping mall shootings, schoolyard uh, killings, and even churches. We are the generation of thousands of missing children. Thousands have gone missing without a trace. We are the first generation in human history to murder our young. I'm talking about the unborn on a global scale. Abortion has become a global holocaust. And Jesus said He would come again when the times would be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Times characterized by pervasive sexual immorality, uh, perversion and homosexuality from which we get the word sodomy. We are the American generation normalizing gay, bisexual, and transgender lifestyles. And now we're accepting same-sex marriages, even though the people voted against it. We're the first generation in human history to redefine what a marriage and what a family is. We're a generation embracing gender confusion. 
We have little girls now growing up thinking that they're boys. And we have little boys now growing up thinking that they're girls. Listen, even though America has changed the vocabulary of sin, God's vocabulary has not changed. They call it free love. God calls it fornication. They call it an extramarital affair. God calls it adultery. They call it freedom of expression. God calls it pornography. They call it gay rights. God calls it sodomy, perversion. They call it free choice, a woman's right to choose. God calls it murder. Listen, I have an answer for those that are living in the hell of immorality, perversion, and homosexuality. I want you to know that there's one who'll give you real love. He'll give you real joy. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Try him. Love him. Serve him. He's your only answer. And his name is Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, the lover of your soul. Sign number five. Famine and plague. Luke 21 verse 11. There will be famines and plague in various places. Do you recognize that more people have died of famine in our generation than have died in all famines throughout recorded history? How could this be? Well, consider these facts. It took man from the beginning of time until the year 1850 to reach the first billion in population. From 1850 to 1930 to reach 2 billion. 1930 to 1960, 3 billion. By 74, we are at 4 billion. By 1987, 5 billion. 1999, 6 billion. 2015, we're at 7.3 billion. Soon we'll exceed 8 billion human beings on the planet. How are we going to feed all these people? We won't. I said we won't. In fact, we're nearing the point where there'll be not enough food to keep the entire planet alive. According to statistics by the World Health Organization, by 2030, 2030, China will consume all of the wheat production of the entire planet. Just one nation. The present drought that we're experiencing in California is a case in point. I want you to realize that before this service is over, globally, 40,000 people will die of hunger before this service is over, and most of those are children. And what does normally follow famine? Disease, plague. Our generation is experiencing more disease, more plague than any other generation. We are encountering new emerging diseases, flesh-eating bacteria, West Nile virus, SARS, bird flu, swine flu, monkey pox. All of these have emerged in our lifetime. We are the first generation in all human history to experience the first 100% fatal disease. What disease is that? Talking of AIDS. It's the first 100% fatal disease. Even the bubonic black plague of Europe in the Middle Ages was not 100% fatal. How many antibiotics do we have left that are effective against all infection, against all disease? How many do we have left? 
15 years ago, I could preach and say we had three. Today, we have zero. And recently, what has our nation lived through? What nightmare? Last fall, Ebola. The great fear is the weaponization. If terrorists, if ISIS gets a hold of smallpox, anthrax, or Ebola and weaponizes it. Dr. Hiroshi Yakama, Director General of the World Health Organization, warned and said this, the world is ripe for super plagues of apocalyptic proportions. We are standing on the brink of a global crisis in infectious diseases. During the past 20 years, at least 30 new diseases have emerged to threaten the health of hundreds of millions of people. For many of these diseases, there is no treatment, no cure or vaccine. You've come to church this morning to get encouraged. <laughs> but we're giving you truth. Bible prophecy. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Sign number six. Earthquakes. Earthquakes. Matthew chapter 20 verse 4 verse 7. There will be earthquakes in various places. Our generation is experiencing more killer quakes than any other generation in recorded human history. From 1890 to 1909, three killer quakes registering 6.0 on the Richter scale or greater. The next decade, two, then two, then five, then four, then nine, then 13, then 51, then 86. Then 1,492. The last full decade, 1,591. In just the last four and a half years, more than 720 killer quakes have been recorded. We're on track in this decade to exceed any other decade. I want you to realize that 10 out of 12 10 out of 12 of the world's largest recorded earthquakes have occurred in our generation. The increased frequency of killer quakes in our generation is God's way of saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Wake up. I'm coming back. Sign number seven. Spiritual deception. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Take heed that no one deceives you. Study the last day's prophecies of Jesus. And deception, deception tops the list. It's the one he speaks of the most. Think of it. As we consider the rise of the cults, the false religions of our generation, the rise of so-called messiahs, Jim Jones, David Koresh, Sung Young Moon, uh, uh, the Dalai Lama, the New Age, the occult, the revival of paganism, the Wiccan movement. It's the fastest growing religion in America. Witchcraft. We realize there's been a veritable explosion of deception in our generation. Deception says there's no real right or wrong. It's how you feel about it. There's no God. We are gods. We make the rules. Deception says the unborn are nothing but fetal tissue. Deception says there's nothing wrong about premarital sex, adultery, perversion. Everybody's doing it. You might as well do it. And what has this kind of deception got us? 
A, a generation riddled with sexually transmitted diseases, unprecedented divorce rates, dysfunctional homes, fragmented families, an abortion holocaust. Yet the worst deception of all is spiritual deception. Spiritual deception. I want you to know it's deception to believe that all religions, all faiths lead to God. You might sit back and say, Pastor Phil, preacher, you're pretty narrow. You're pretty intolerant. You're pretty rigid. Well, then I'm in good company because that's just what Jesus said. That's just what Jesus said. Those are the words of Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way and I am the truth and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want to remind you, church, uh, only one died for our sins. Only one rose from the dead in resurrection victory. And only one sits at the right hand of the Father with all authority in heaven and earth. Tell me his name. It's not Confucius. It's not Muhammad. It's not Buddha. Tell me his name. His name is Jesus. Jesus, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Well, Pastor Phil, you've named, you've talked about famine, you've talked about war, you've talked about plague, you've talked about earthquakes. Pastor Phil, down through history, there's always been those things. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what Jesus said. Read his prophecy regarding those things, and he ends up by saying in verse 8, all of these are the beginning of what? Birth pains. You talk to any mother that's about to give birth about her labor pains. And she will tell you that as she nears the birthing, the pains become more intense. They become more frequent. They're accelerated. The duration lasts longer. Listen, it's not the mere presence of the signs like earthquake, famine, or plague. We're talking about the intensity, the frequency, the accelerated rate of these signs. Our world is experiencing more prophetic birth pains than any other generation. The birth of a new world is approaching. Now, what are the odds of all of these prophecies coming together and being fulfilled in one generation? The stats are this, one in 97,500 trillion. Again, we're reminded of Jesus' words in Matthew 24. Even so, when you see all of these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Think of it. Our generation is seeing more signs fulfilled than any other. It's our generation, the prophets, the apostles, Jesus was speaking about. A midnight generation ready to hear the midnight cry, Jesus is coming soon. Just this week, Michelle Bachman actually, actually predicted that I would bring about the biblical end of days. <laughs> now that's a legacy.
Baltimore is burning and Maryland's governor has declared a state of emergency. The National Guard say that as many as 5,000 troops have been deployed amid the unrest. Gas is being deployed by the police, it's being thrown back by the officers. As you can see, smoke is engulfing this entire area. The situation is escalating. Breaking news tonight in Baltimore where there's high tension despite a curfew. Some people are still in the streets challenging heavily armed police and it looks like the beginning of a long night. We also gave those who wished to destroy space to do that as well. This is what it looks like when terror comes to a city that has never known anything like it. A flag with Arabic writing was pressed to the glass. The Shahada, an Islamic declaration of faith revealing the gunman's motivation. Then he used his victims as a human shield. I'm of Japanese journalist Kenji Goto. It appears to show his beheading at the hands of ISIS. They have executed a Jordanian Air Force pilot by burning him alive. Syria striking nearly 20 ISIS targets in Al-Hasaka, an ISIS stronghold deep in eastern Syria. Jordanian bombs carrying scribbled messages delivering Jordan's vow of retribution. Drop upon them stones of fire and they will turn their back and run. After nine months of conflict and more than 5,300 lives lost, the fighting has noticeably intensified in recent weeks. The conflict is taking an especially heavy toll on civilians. We begin with breaking news overnight, a devastating and deadly earthquake in Nepal. The quake was a magnitude 7.9. It was just after noon when the killer earthquake struck and triggered chaos on the streets of the capital, Kathmandu. <laughs> The quake ripped through roads. Centuries-old temples and monuments came tumbling down. Suddenly, Streaming in tonight, this drone footage, plumes of smoke filling the sky. The eruption from the Calbuco volcano came with little warning, spewing a mushroom cloud of ash and smoke more than six miles up into the sky above southern Chile. A second blast, less than 24 hours later, put on a dazzling display as lightning bolts of static electricity shot through the orange plume of smoke. More than 4,000 people evacuated from within a 12-mile radius of the volcano, which showered nearby communities with ash. Experts worry that the ash could contaminate water and cause widespread respiratory problems. I cannot even begin to imagine what that must have been like to walk out of their homes and look up and see that. It looks like Independence Day, it, it, like the movie, it, right? Absolutely. Where everything's falling apart. Wow. It almost doesn't look real. Yeah. yeah. Uh, photographer captured this image in the ash cloud. It looks like a human form is emerging from the plume. Keeping some of the most experienced storm chasers on their toes. Oh my gosh, this is the biggest hell I've ever seen. I want to turn to something that's been happening in Jefferson Parish. We told you about the rail cars that actually tumbled off of elevated tracks next to the Huey P. Long Bridge. It was quite a different experience. You know, I started my journey going across the Huey P. Long Bridge. I looked up and the sky was absolutely just black. Wow. Oh my gosh. Look at this. Look at this and video. Then... You said to me, this is something that uh, happens in movies. Exactly.
Our bodies have been radiating data since the beginning of time, and now those data are in our hands. Not only can we become healthier and more productive, but we can become better parents, better caretakers, better lovers, better humans. We are at the beginning of a new era. Personal computing is being redefined as the technology around us becomes a part of who we are. Well, get ready for a whole new type of password for your computer and online activities. A PayPal executive is suggesting a new system where devices are injected or embedded into the body. The Wall Street Journal reports those devices could include brain implants and attachable computers. PayPal's Jonathan LeBlanc says new technology has taken a huge leap forward to what he calls true integration with the human body. For example, he tells the journal that thin silicon chips can be embedded into the skin for an accurate way to prove your identity. Various plagues. An outbreak of the bubonic plague has killed dozens of people in Madagascar, with experts fearing that numbers could rise. The plague, which is also known as the Black Death, was the deadliest epidemic to hit Europe in the 14th century, killing 50 million people. Recent flooding in Madagascar has displaced tens of thousands of people, along with untold numbers of rats, leading to fears that the plague could take hold. Fifteen years after U.S. health officials declared measles had been eliminated from our country, the virus is roaring back into the headlines tonight. An outbreak is now spreading rather quickly. Health experts are sounding the alarm. A superbug outbreak has infected at least seven patients at a Los Angeles hospital, two of whom died. More than 170 others may have been exposed. Our journey is not complete until our gay brothers and sisters are treated like anyone else under the law. For if we are truly created equal, then surely the love we commit to one another must be equal as well. Our observations, the members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, Science and Security Board, find conditions in the world to be so threatening that they are moving the hands of the doomsday clock two minutes closer to midnight. It is now three minutes to midnight. It is now three minutes to midnight. Did you hear that? Did you hear the signs of the times being visually displayed in sight and sound before us? And there's so much more. The last day's prophecies being fulfilled in our generation. For Christians, though, are not signs of despair, but they're signs of excitement, expectation. Jesus said in Luke 21, when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. You see, God's got a rescue plan. God's got a rescue plan. Some call it Operation Evacuation. Some call it the, the Great Escape. But most of us know it as the Rapture. Let me share some powerful truths with you about the Rapture. Truth number one. The rapture is a promised event. The Bible reveals a moment when believing eyes will see what unbelieving eyes cannot see, what believing ears will hear that unbelieving ears cannot hear. A midnight generation will hear a midnight cry. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, <laughs> with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. 
And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's a word of comfort that we bring this morning. Notice, notice those two words, caught up. Do you see those two words, caught up, in verse 17? They literally mean in the Greek, to snatch away. This is where we get our word that is a Latin word, rapture. Truth number two, the rapture will instantly transform our bodies. When Jesus comes for his church, these bodies will be instantly changed. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, but I am telling you this strange and wonderful secret. We shall not all die, but we shall all be given new bodies. Dead Christians will burst from their graves and rise in the air. The dead go up first, and then living Christians will be instantly transformed into resurrection bodies, vanishing to be with Jesus forevermore. Truth number three, the rapture will take place in a moment of time. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, in a moment faster than an eye can blink, at the sound of the last trumpet, indeed that trumpet will sound, then the dead will be raised, never to decay, and we will be changed. The word moment, you see the word moment there? It comes from the Greek word atomos. Atomos, we get our word atom from it. What is the Bible saying? It means that the rapture will take place in the smallest particle of time. You could be walking down the sidewalk. One foot on concrete, the next step you put down is a, let that follow spot person follow me. I'm not there, I'm here. You could be walking down the sidewalk, one foot on the concrete, next foot on streets of gold. That's how quick. It might be in the morning, it might be at noon, it, it, it might be in the evening, all I know, it's going to happen soon. Amen? One foot on terra firma, next foot <laughs> on streets of gold. Not enough time to grab mom's skirt, not enough time to, to, to grab dad's pant leg as they go up. Not enough time to get right with God, not enough time to repent. Truth number four, the rapture can take place at any moment. Jesus said in Matthew 24, you also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect Him. I want you to realize that all the prophetic signs point to the second coming, not the rapture. There's a lot of confusion regarding this. All the signs of the times that we are mentioning do not point to the rapture when dead Christians, living Christians, will be snatched away. All the prophetic signs point to the second coming of Jesus Christ. When he sets up his kingdom, he rules for a thousand years and every eye shall see him. The rapture is the invisible catching away of the church. There are no warning signs for the rapture. Yet what does it mean this August, this September, when you start seeing Santa Claus in the department stores. What does that mean? What's coming? No, Thanksgiving. 
And that's what it means with the prophetic signs. The prophetic signs are for the second coming. So, as we're seeing these signs, it tells us the rapture is that much closer. Truth number five. The rapture is our Lord's rescue plan for His church. Jesus said in Luke 21, Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to what? Escape all that is about to happen, that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man, before the apocalyptic disasters, the catastrophes, before the judgments of the Great Tribulation, before an Armageddon, the Antichrist, 666, when the forces of hell will be unleashed on planet Earth, God is going to send His Son to rescue his bride to trade the coming hell on earth for the glory of heaven truth number six the rapture will be a shocking event jesus said i tell you on the night on that night two people will be in one bed one will be taken the other left two women will be grinding grain together one will be taken the other left imagine the aftermath of the rapture cars going down the roads no drivers planes dropping out of the sky no pilots headlines will scream millions missing the new agers oh they'll blame it on ufos tv cameras will broadcast from cemeteries showing the ruptured graves They'll interview family members that, that will say, I, I was talking to my dad. I was talking to my mom. They were right there and they vanished like beat me up Scotty. They weren't there. Don't say it could never happen. Don't say it won't ever happen. Our, our world never thought that Hitler and the Nazis would happen, but it did. We never thought Pearl Harbor could happen, but it did. We never thought 9-11 passenger planes crashing into the World Trade Center that that bizarre event could ever happen, but it did! Many think the rapture will never happen, but it will. And millions who knew about the rapture but refused to live for Jesus, they'll jam the churches the day after the rapture. They'll come down to an altar and scream for another chance. But now it's too late. And they cry at an altar, Jesus, 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 I repent. But Jesus has come and they've been left behind. They've been left behind.
We are gathered here today to celebrate the life of Maggie. She was a devout Christian and spent most of her time at church. Hashtag funeral selfie. It's a new trend. You, Super funny. What are you doing? Are you crazy? She was your cousin. Eh, she was lame. Always going to church, never hanging out with us. Not cool at all. Whatever. You're crazy, but I guess that's why I love you. Let's get out of here. Let's go leave this stupid. Yeah. Let's go have some fun. Muslim wife, and you will not embarrass me or this family by becoming a Christian. But Jesus is the only way, the truth, the light, and I've decided to follow him. Oh no, you're not. You're Muslim, and you're going to stay Muslim. Oh, please, please, God, save me from this nightmare. So help me, I'm going to break down this door, and, and I'm going to kill you.
And Jesus will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up into the air to be with Him forevermore. Therefore, encourage one another with these words, Jesus is coming for His church. Can we bring up the lights, please? Ushers, come if you would right now, very quickly this morning. Take the Lord's tithe in your offering, and in the middle of this presentation, we're going to wait upon you this morning for a beautiful Father's Day offering. Amen. And you don't have to worry about the smoke. It's breathable smoke. We, we, it's all been checked. Don't worry on it whatsoever. It, it is theatric fog. So don't worry. I don't want any emails or letters or complaints. Grow up. Amen. Take the Lord's tithe, your offering this morning. And when you give, you're supporting ministries like our young adults that you see up here. Amen. Didn't Chico and Ashley do a great job up there? Amen. Did you see him pick her right up? Oh, man. You should see the, you should see, I'll tell you, the biceps on that boy. My, my. And she's strong, too. She's doing a chin-up as he's picking her up amen and god took care of her praise the lord amen i had a gal that came to me and said i gave x amount of dollars that ended up in the building program and the next week she came to me all excited because she had said i'm planting a seed she came to me all excited she said the very next week i went to work and they gave me a 10% increase. <laughs> Isn't God good? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Take the Lord's tithe, your offering. Let's be found faithful to Him who's faithful to us. Father, bless a giving people. Jesus, you said give, and it shall be given unto you. Lord, help us to be a blessing. Continue to minister throughout this presentation. Amen and amen. God bless you as you give, and we show you on the video as you receive what's going to take place right after the rapture. Breaking news live from New York. Reports are coming in as we speak, confirming the absence of pilots and multiple passengers in the wreckage of several airline disasters. In a new report, it also seems that drivers have gone missing from their cars, resulting in literally thousands of auto accidents, many of which have been fatal. What? Um, bear with us, folks. Uh, there's a new report, uh, breaking news. Families have awakened to find their young children missing, missing without a trace. The country seems to be in a state of total chaos. Panic is setting into the hearts of people worldwide, not just the United States. We're receiving reports from Japan and other Eastern countries who are experiencing the same horrors as they awake. Authorities are urging calm as it seems millions of people worldwide have gone missing.
Cindy. Praise the Lord. Did you see? Did you watch? Can you imagine what the news reports will be like after the rapture? Can you imagine the headlines? Can you imagine the shock? After the rapture of the church, the Bible reveals there will be a seven-year period on earth known as what? The Great Tribulation. With God's true church gone, the Great Tribulation will be a literal hell on earth. Evil will consume the world as never before. The Bible reveals that in the first part of the Great Tribulation alone, one-fourth of the entire planet will die. Some due to war, some due to famine, plague. One-fourth in today's population figures is how much? Almost two billion people. That's five and a half times the population of America. The Bible says the sun and the moon will be darkened. One-third of all vegetation will be scorched. Famine will be so terrible, it'll take an entire day's wage for a loaf of bread. All the waters of the world will turn to blood. Unprecedented killer quakes will convulse the planet, impacting every city with destruction. Killer quakes so severe, the islands of the sea will disappear. Bible prophecy even reveals that the earth will be hit by a comet or an asteroid with destructive power thousands of times greater than any nuclear bomb. Jesus said, for then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. Sun has come and you've been left behind 
mother spoke the demons dying how could you have been so blind there's no time to change your mind the sun has come and you've been left behind no You've been left behind. So what will happen with the world that's left behind? Well, for my generation, let me ask you this. How many remember faster than a speeding bullet, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound, more powerful than a locomotive, Look up in the air. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. The world is desperately looking for a Superman. A, a Superman who will lead a super government. A one world government. Someone who has all the answers and can solve all of the world's ills and problems. And Bible prophecy makes it clear. This one is coming. He is coming. In fact, I believe he's already alive. A one-world dictator. The Bible says in Revelation 13, and he was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. This coming world dictator will rise to the world stage by bringing peace to the Middle East. He'll be an intellectual giant, a master strategist, an awesome orator. He'll be adored as the world's savior, a new age messiah. But more than a dynamic personality, he will be a devil-possessed personality. He'll be the son of Satan. The Bible reveals the Antichrist has a three-point plan for world domination. First, it will involve a one-world government. Think of it. Until our generation, one-world government would have been logistically impossible. But with satellite technology, global communications, GPS tracking, and ICBM systems, we are the first generation with the technological feasibility to host a one-world government. Next, the Antichrist plan for world rule will also include a one-world economic system, the mark of the beast, the Bible calls it, 666. Where others have tried and failed to conquer the world through military means. The Antichrist will accomplish it with economic means by instituting a one-world, cash-less economic system, he will usher in a brief time of prosperity. Until our generation, think of it, a cash-less 
unified global economic system would have been a complete impossibility. My grandfather's generation, my father's generation could not have achieved this. But with the internet, high-speed computers, satellite technology, and the fact that 95% of our American money supply is already cashless. Ours is the first generation to make a one-world economic system possible. The Bible says in Revelation 13, He forced all people, great, small, rich, poor, free, slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Many prophecy experts feel that the mark of the beast, the digitizing of people will be an embedded computer chip. Yet it also seems to be like a tattoo to prove one's allegiance to the Antichrist. The Bible reveals that if you take the mark, if you receive the mark, you will immediately curse your soul to a one-way ticket to hell. Finally, the Antichrist's three-point plan for world domination, the third point, will be a one-world religion. You see, the Antichrist, he desires more than allegiance. He desires souls. He desires worship. The Bible says he'll force everyone to worship him or they'll have to suffer execution by losing their head. That's when the mask of deception will come off. What the world thought would be their greatest savior will end up being their worst nightmare. The skeptic might say, Pastor Phil, the world would never accept a world dictator. They accepted Hitler even after he published Mein Kampf, even after he published his plans for world domination and world dictatorship. They voted Hitler in to show you how quickly it can happen, to show you how quickly we can be deceived. Not long ago, the Washington Times, the Washington Times of all publications reported this. Not long after President Obama's re-election, he was promoted to an even higher office by actor Jamie Foxx. Foxx spoke at the Soul Train Awards in Las Vegas saying, it's like church over here. First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. End quote. Listen, our world will embrace this New Age Hitler. Our world will embrace the Antichrist with open arms. Why? Because the Bible says our world is already infected with the spirit of Antichrist.
our planet has experienced a great cleansing, the necessary step in our evolutionary development. Millions who could not adapt to the new age and were holding us back as a species have simply vanished, cleansing our world. The disasters which have ravaged our world are simply birth pains for a new era. The new age is now upon us. For too long, economies, governments, and religion have divided us. A new age calls for new leadership. A leader who can lead a one-world government, a one-world economy, a one-world religion. I am such a leader, your leader, a leader for heaven on earth, a new world order. The key to my plan for peace and prosperity on earth is what I like to call the one mark. Starting today, all national currencies, money which has divided the haves from the have-nots, will be no more. Poverty will be a thing of the past. Now, my one mark is both a visible mark and a small implanted chip containing all information necessary for financial transactions. A new world citizen, my loyal follower, just think, no more inflation, no more instability, identity theft, fraud, no more kidnapping of children. I promise you an era of peace and prosperity such as the world has never seen. I promise you paradise on earth. Follow me. Worship me. Take my one mark. Let me heal your wounds. Let me be your savior. Your new age messiah. You, 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 you are a liar! You're no different than Adolf Hitler! No. You are a blasphemous thief from the pits of hell! We will not stand for your atrocities! We will not listen to what you say! We will not... Help! Let the whole world witness who has the power over life... No, no... Death!
heaven above us, no hell below. John Lennon imagined a one-world government, a one-world religion based on man. But the man that is coming won't allow for that. He won't allow for worship to be unto no other than unto his Father. For the Antichrist clearly is outlined in Scripture as the seed of of Satan the son of the devil the second half of the great tribulation will witness God's judgment upon the Antichrist's kingdom and upon a Christ rejecting world the Bible says that anyone who has taken the mark of the beast will break out in festering boils and ugly oozing sores and for a world that has literally sold its soul to the devil, they will get just what they prayed for. Watch out when you get just what you prayed for. They'll get just what they prayed for. The Bible predicts that there will be a physical manifestation of demons that will sting people with a pain that is so horrendous they will wish to die but they will not be able to die yet the worst nightmarish aspect of the great tribulation will not be the war it won't be the famine it won't be the plague it won't be the death that even comes from the judgments of God the worst aspect of the great tribulation will not even be the Antichrist. I submit to you that the worst aspect of the Great Tribulation will be the removal of the Holy Spirit. His worldwide ministry will be gone. It'll be missing at the rapture. We have no conception what it would be like to live in a world without the present ministry of the Holy Spirit. Think of it. There will be no more full-time, full gospel churches. Worship and praise services as we enjoyed this morning will be gone. The intercession for souls will be gone. There will be no more Christian TV, no more Christian radio, no more Christian books, no more Christian media whatsoever. There will be no more, no more songs of praise, songs of worship, song. Spirit-anointed preaching will be eliminated. There will be no more salvation invitations, no more altar calls. For God's word will be fulfilled in Genesis 6 verse 3. My spirit will not always strive with man. You see, the church age is finished. The church is gone, raptured. The present ministry of the Holy Spirit has ceased. I'm talking about the general output 
outpouring of God's anointing, God's wooing, God's convicting of hearts upon a mass level is now gone. The present ministry that we've enjoyed since the day of Pentecost of the Apostles, Acts chapter 2, is now finished. The Holy Spirit, who is the prime mover for decency and order and goodness in the world, has now been taken away. Yes, the Holy Spirit will minister individually. Yes, it will be possible to come to faith during the Great Tribulation if you have not heard the good news now, but you hear it then for the first time. Yes, there will be an avenue of escape, but it'll be so small, it'll be so slight, and it'll be at the risk of losing your head. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and you know what is restraining him the Antichrist, now so that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains, it will do so until he is out of the way. Who is this restrainer? The Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Comforter. He will no longer invade the darkness with God's light. He will no longer restrain and hold back evil. Now the passions of hell will be released a flood tide of evil that will make even Sodom and Gomorrah wince where there had been an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lifetime there will now be an outpouring of hellish fury now a baptism of demonic uh, evil think of what our children think of what our grandchildren have grown up with in our x-rated culture Think of the mass killings, the terrorism, the violence, the filth of Hollywood in our children and our grandchildren's lifetime. Now magnify that many times over and you'll still not even come close to what it's going to be like in the Great Tribulation. You'll not even come close to the mass turmoil, the miasma of pure evil that will have full reign during the Great Tribulation when the comforting ministry of the Holy Spirit has now gone up in the rapture. I want to remind you, my dear Lakeside family, that the most precious opportunity that we have is experiencing the anointing, the touch of God's Holy Spirit. Paul warns us in 1 Thessalonians, quench not the Spirit, Ephesians 4, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. David knew the preciousness of God's Spirit. David said in Psalms 51, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. David knew the anointing. He knew the possibility of the Holy Spirit's removal. David had a passion for God, for His presence, His Holy Spirit. Do we? The Spirit of God today around the world is flowing like a mighty river. Christian, are you in that river? Are you experiencing that river? Are you crying out, uh, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me? Have you received all that God has for you through His Holy Spirit or have you settled for a trickle? 
Have you settled for a breeze and God wants to send a mighty rushing wind? Listen, our world is rapidly moving towards a time when a different spirit will be operating. Christian, don't quench his spirit. Don't grieve his spirit. Be filled with his Holy Spirit continually. And if you're not right with God, open your life to his love, to his grace, to his spirit before it's too late. I don't want whatever that is. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a good time tonight. Because I just came with the effects tonight. And it's called The Demon scared me. Man, wow. Physical manifestation of demons. We have no idea how that'll play out, but you can read about it in Revelation chapter 9. Jesus said in Matthew 24 verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death and you will be hated 
by all nations because of me. Jesus said that, that in the end times, true Christians would be hated by all peoples. Yes, our nation has a Christian heritage unlike any other. Yet in our generation, what have we seen? Think of how America has repudiated its Christian heritage. 1962, Supreme Court banned state prayers in public schools. 1973, Supreme Court rules in favor of abortion rights. 1978, caroling, Christmas caroling, prohibited in many schools. 1980, the courts ripped the Ten Commandments from the school walls. 1981, crosses in parks are declared unconstitutional. 1996, the Hawaiian State Supreme Court rules in favor of same-sex marriage unions. 2002, the Supreme Court's strikes down the ban on virtual child porn. Moving on in 2003, the Detroit News writes, America is not a Christian nation, and God help us if it ever becomes one. 2014, Houston, Texas, five pastors are subpoenaed for their sermons by Houston's lesbian mayor under their new non-discrimination law. 2014, Virginia, Christians are threatened with arrest for witnessing on a public sidewalk. 2014, in Idaho, two ministers were ordered to perform a same-sex marriage or face jail time and up to $1,000 in fines. This past Wednesday night, in a Wednesday night church service in Charleston, South Carolina, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ were worshiping the Lord. And a young man sat there for an entire hour worshiping with them and then stood up and began shooting. And we know the shocking news. Nine, nine of our brothers and sisters in Christ have passed from here and now into the hereafter. Of course, on the surface, this is demonic racial hatred. But I ask you, why was it done in a church? Why didn't he choose some other venue? Let me tell you, there's an antichrist demonic spirit here. Because Christian persecution is on the rise. But American Christian persecution pales in comparison to what's happening around the world. Christians are the most persecuted religious group in the world today. Eleven countries now practice systematic persecution of Christians. China, Pakistan, Laos, North Korea, Vietnam, Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Egypt, Nigeria, Uzbekistan, and Cuba. Cuba, where we're sending a team this September. Pray for us. Here on the picture, I want you to see Dr. Miriam Abraham. She's a young Christian doctor in the Sudan. Her father, her biological father, was a Muslim. And she was arrested because she married a Christian. She was pregnant with her second child. And yet she faced 100 lashings with a whip and death by hanging. During her trial, the prosecutor asked her three times to renounce her Christianity. And what did she say? She said, I am a Christian and I will remain a Christian. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
because of the global the global outcry Sudan under pressure released her yet some are not so fortunate not long ago you saw on the news how more than 20 young Egyptian Christian men lost their heads to Isis as they cried out to Jesus to have mercy on them and they would not renounce their faith not long ago in a new age a new age publication a new ager by the name of Thomas Hyatt wrote this and it tells us what's coming he wrote how will this force Christianity be overcome I see that the earth still requires some blood before it's ready to move in new and different ways end quote what does it all add up to what is it all saying how many remember President Ronald Reagan how many remember his son one of the hosts of Good Morning America listen to what he said let's view this clip hi I'm Ron Reagan an unabashed atheist and I'm alarmed by the intrusions of religion into our secular government that's why I'm asking you to support the Freedom From Religion Foundation, the nation's largest and most effective association of atheists and agnostics, working to keep state and church separate, just like our founding fathers intended. Please support the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Ron Reagan, lifelong atheist, not afraid of burning in hell. This is the kind of spirit that will embrace the Antichrist with open arms. And what is it all adding up to? Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 1, For there will be persecution such as the world has never before seen in all its history and will never see again. The stage is being set for a wave of persecution unlike anything that we can imagine the antichrist will retaliate against god's judgments upon his kingdom since the antichrist cannot attack god directly he will unleash his fury on those who god loves he'll unleash his fury upon the jews the physical seed of abraham he'll unleash his fury on the spiritual seed of abraham christians those who came to faith during the Great Tribulation. The Nazi Holocaust will pale in comparison to the brutal, murderous hatred of the Antichrist. Bible prophecy is clear. The Bible says, brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Those will be days of distress, unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now and never to be equaled again. Revelation 20, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God they had not worshiped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands
When will Daddy be back? He'll be back soon. He found out a way to get food from Uncle Mac. But until then, let me tell you a story. It's the greatest story ever told. It's called the Bible. Hey, Mac, you're a lifesaver, man. Uh, don't mention it, man. What are brothers for? Um, listen, uh, the food is clean. Uh, I just bought it, but don't go reselling it or anything, okay? Um, what do you have to barter? No, it's cool, man. It's, uh, it's just for my family. Um, I got this old jewelry. It uh, used to mean the world to me. Now Jesus is my only salvation. And bread is far more precious than gold. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Look, there's more where this came from. Um, me and Mary can swing by and drop it off for you. Where are you guys hiding out? Uh, we're down at the old warehouse across from 21. Take him away. Let's go. We have business stuff to do.
stretched beyond measure And by his strength alone I overcome Oh, I could stop and count successes Like diamonds in my hand But those trophies could not equal To the graves by which I stand In Christ alone I place my trust And find my glory in the power of the cross In every victory Let it be said of me My source of my source of hope is Christ alone Christ alone will I glory For only by His grace I am redeemed And only His tender mercy could reach beyond my weakness to my knees. Now I seek no greater honor than just to know Him more and to count my gains but losses to the glory of This is not science fiction if you just watch your news. ISIS is doing this all the time. 
And this is what our world is moving to. There's many words and Bible terms that the world doesn't understand, but there's one Bible word that any man on the street knows. Armageddon. Armageddon. Armageddon is the war of all wars as prophesied in the Bible. Revelation 16 says very clearly, then they gathered the kings together to the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The Bible reveals that a last generation of this age will witness a particular alignment of global powers just before Armageddon. The Bible says that there will be an Armageddon alignment of nations. No other generation has seen this alignment of nations that have come to the world scene until our generation. A reborn Israel a Muslim alliance of Arab and African nations, a revived Roman Empire, the European Union, and the King of the North. The King of the North is who? Russia. The Bible also clearly forecasts a massive invading force from the East, the kings of the East, with the ability to field more than 200 million troops. This ancient prophecy could not be fulfilled in any generation other than our own. In fact, when the prophecy was given, the world's total population was 200 million. Today, we are the first generation that has one nation that can, can field more than 200 million troops. What nation am I talking about? China. China alone with a population of 1.3 billion people announced in 1997 that it can field an army of 351 million troops. Think about it. We're the generation the prophets were talking about. A further shocking realization is this. We're the first generation with the ability to destroy ourselves. Atomic bombs can produce a temperature of Think of it, 150 million degrees Fahrenheit in a nanosecond. But we've come a long way since the H-bomb, or the atomic bomb, haven't we? A one megaton nuclear blast is a firecracker. An atomic bomb is a firecracker compared to an H-bomb. An H-bomb instantly vaporizes everything in a two-mile radius, catching everything on fire in an eight-mile radius, making the land a raging inferno and unfit to live in for a thousand years. A literal hell on earth. In 1945, how many, how many were belonged to the nuclear club of nations? How many? One, the United States. Today, the nuclear club has a membership of more than 16 with more than 30,000 nuclear weapons and with a nation like Iran aiming to become a member as well. And never forget, never forget the arsenal, the nuclear arsenal controlled by Russia. Russians have enough nuclear weapons to wipe out all U.S. military targets several times over and still have 8,000 nuclear warheads left, enough bombs to hit every town less than 1500 in population each with an impact 80 times the power of the Hiroshima bomb 
The bottom line, the Russians would run out of targets before they'd run out of weapons. It's this doomsday scenario that caused Dr. Pickering of Caltech to state this, in half an hour, the East and the West could destroy civilization. It's no wonder Jesus said in Matthew 24, in fact, unless those days are shortened, all mankind will perish. At Armageddon, the nations of the world will fight it out for world supremacy. When suddenly the Antichrist will spot in the heavens a common enemy, a common foe for world control. Pride will so consume the Antichrist, he will unite all the world's armies and arsenal of weapons against the one who's coming in the heavenlies, against the common threat to his power. But in that twilight hour, when all hope seems lost, the Bible says this, and I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, and on his robe, and on his thigh. He has this name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Supreme Leader, you need to get in here. You need to see. What? No Reddit reporting. Strange blips in the Middle East. Thousands, millions. This doesn't make any sense. Get out of the way. Let me see. No. No, 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 no. No, it can't be. It can't be, no. It's too soon. He's too soon. He wasn't supposed to come this soon. He's too soon. No. Who? Shut up and help me! Execute! Order 66! Order 66, you heard me! Send... Send everything! Scramble the jets! Send in the infantry! Drop the bombs! Everything! Target our entire nuclear arsenal on that rider on the white horse! You kill millions! Do it. I, I can't do it. You can't do it? You won't do it? Then I'll do it. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Do it myself. Do it myself. 
something, we have to stop it. No. No, it's still coming. and Lord of Lords. Let's give him a real good clap offering. Amen. Amen. But we're not done yet, so sit back down.
prophecies fulfilling Oh, and signs of the time They're appearing everywhere I can almost hear my father Let's give now the real glory to Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Edify. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Bow your heads with me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, Father, come, sweet Holy Spirit. While it is yet time, before the midnight cry. Lord, we declare that today is the day of salvation and tomorrow may be too late. Lord, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, come, sweet Holy Spirit, and tug, pull at the heart of your children. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed here this morning, isn't it about time that you say yes to Jesus? Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow might never come. Every breath that we take, every beat of our heart makes us and takes us that much closer to the midnight cry when Jesus is taking his children home. We are the generation the prophets were talking about. 
We are the generation that will see the skies unzip and Jesus coming with a shout. The question is, have you made your rapture reservation? Have you made your rapture reservation? If you're not right with God and you want to be, if you're not sure that you're going to go up in the rapture and you want to be, if you're not sure you have a home in heaven and today you want to make sure of that, I want to include you in a prayer that I'm about to pray. If you'd like to be included in a prayer that will make you right with God, and give you a home in heaven just lift up your hand right now lift up your hand right now how many how many yes god bless you 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 thank you thank you god bless you thank you god bless you thank you god bless you thank you i see that hand i see that hand how many more up in the balcony how, how many in the balcony lift up your hand for jesus yes god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you you're saying i want to be a part of your prayer pastor well then let's pray I want everyone to pray this prayer out loud but you that have lifted up your hands I want you to own this prayer I want you to make this prayer your prayer will you pray it with me right now put your heart into what you pray are you ready dear Jesus I come to you right now just as I am I confess I have sinned. I'm a sinner. But Jesus, you're my Savior. Save me from my sin. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me brand new. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead with resurrection life. I want that life, Jesus. A new life. A changed life. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing me, for giving me a new name and glory, for changing my life, for giving me a home in heaven. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm saved. In the name of Jesus, I receive this as I believe it. Amen. Let's give God the glory as countless hands have lifted up their hands for Jesus. Praise the Lord.